Yo, 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 Keith Ferrante here. I want to talk to you about something super important to me that the Lord has taken me on a journey in the last few years to discover. I went through a 10-year period of time breaking poverty, and that was huge. That was a huge part of my journey to bust out of a poverty spirit. And then the Lord took me on a five to six year journey. And it was kind of in the middle of that poverty spirit journey, but a five to six year journey of stepping into an entrepreneur spirit. And that's what I want to talk to you today about for a couple minutes on this podcast. Guys, if you're if you're listening to me wherever you're at on the road, I just pray blessings for you if you're at home. If you're traveling, walking, wherever you're at, I just pray blessings, the fire of God on you, that you'll get breakthrough, that you'll just feel the presence of God wherever you're at. And just know this is your time. This is your day. This is your hour. And, you know, I, I want to just talk to you about the, the prophet entrepreneur, the prophetic entrepreneur movement. Last year, I launched my first Emerging Prophet Conference with uh, guests. Dano was there. And Doug Addison was there, and my my entrepreneur friend Pedro Adeo was there, and uh, of course my wife and I and some others and some emerging prophets, and we just had an amazing time. Well, during that time, the Lord just really released such an uh, an emphasis on entrepreneurship. Doug Addison called it the launching of the prophetic entrepreneur movement, and I really feel like there was the the, the Lord was was on that, and there's something on that. I'm even writing a book right now that I've actually written and it's in the it's being edited and it's it'll be coming out before too long for you you, sh- you probably should watch for that called the fivefold entrepreneur and this has been my passion guys as a prophet I, I've seen so many prophets that are donation based that are salary based that are itinerant and their whole finances is built around traveling or donors and I spent years living that way as a prophet. I traveled, I itinerated, I went from church to church, nation to nation, and there was fruit there and there was good fruit. But you know what? I began to get tired. I began to just get tired of traveling all the time to make a living and to fulfill my purpose. And I began to come up with this this definition of my core values. It's like I wanted to be able to have a, a good family life where I, I was able to be there for my family. I was able to be there for my my wife and my children to the measure that they needed, especially as my children were growing up, that they needed a they didn't need an absentee father. They didn't need another great prophetic ministry that had absentee fathers so their kids are all weird later on. They needed a dad that was there for them. They needed, I, of course, I needed to be there for my wife and uh, so, so I wanted a family dynamic. I wanted, but I wanted to be able to fulfill my purpose as a prophet, and I wanted to be able to have the income that would make my life and my family and all those around me an enjoyable life. It, it, you know, and so this, this, this became my passion. How do I get all three of those core values met? A healthy family life, a healthy financial life, and a healthy purpose met, my having my purpose met. Uh, you'll oftentimes see in people's lives that one or two of those areas suffer. And it was my passion to find a way for all of them to, 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 to be fulfilled. When I was traveling, of course, my purpose was being fulfilled. I was traveling. I was speaking in the nations. I was prophesying. I was impacting folks. There was a fulfillment there. But my family life was hurting. I was missing my kids. They were missing me. 
I, I mean, my, my wife and I love each other and we and, and our marriage was intact during that time. But I just was like, as I traveled more and more, I got lonelier and lonelier. And I'm not just like, this is just not the way. This is tough. This is, and you know, I, I'm, I'm no judgment for people that have this rhythm because they have to have this rhythm. But I came to the point, it's like, God, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be a different way of fulfilling our purpose and, 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 and getting our financial need met because I was traveling to fulfill my purpose and to get my finances met. And I had donors. Donors would give to me more sporadically. I had a few faithful supporters, and I so appreciate those that supported me early on. But I just never felt like I would try to build donation uh, into my uh, into my uh, ministry. And I just never felt like that that was the way that I was supposed to go. It just didn't feel like the donor piece, I just didn't have the grace. If they came to me and God orchestrated them, it was fine. But for me to go out and ask consistently and, and really persevere in asking people for donations and build a big donor base just didn't feel the way like the way for me. Now it's it could be great and I'm thankful for for it for others, but this this was just my own journey. So there's no judgment on that, guys. I just in my own journey, I was provoked to find a financial way of doing my ministry that would not make me have to have any strings, whether they were intentional or unintentional, coming from donors. Because I have favor and I've always had favor. The Lord always given me favor with business people. And I would find that, you know, they would give a couple thousand bucks or 5,000 bucks or even a motorcycle or a car. I've had a lot of amazing gifts the Lord has blessed me with. But in that journey, I would find that, that eventually there would be some sort of a string attached. Yeah, not maybe not all the time, but a lot of times those relationships ended up poorly. And I and I just determined in my heart, there's got to be a better way than this that a prophet can be who a prophet is called to be without having to dance around his donors, having without having to meet the needs of his donors to make him happy. And I, I remember early on, a, a mentor was was talking to me. It actually, was more like a friend. I don't think it was like a close mentor, but he he has impacted me significantly over the years. But I, I would say he's more of a friend. And he said, Keith, you, you can, if you're going to go, if you're going to do it this way, you need to determine whether you want to, you want to have like small, like a bunch of small people, uh, small um, amounts every month, like $20 a month contributing to you and you build, you know, you get a few hundred of those and, and that creates like a base for you to travel, like a couple hundred, 20 to $50 donations coming to you every month creates a decent you know six thousand dollar base or whatever so that you can you can travel and 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 this is the way he built his ministry or you can have more of the patron patrons and and those are like people that donate five hundred dollars a month maybe a thousand bucks and it's like you'll need to call them on a regular basis and stay in connection with them for them to to give to you consistently so which one do you feel like you have grace to 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 do. And so I'm like, well, I feel like I have grace for the patrons. And so, and, and I really did. I had people would give to me 500 bucks a month, a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks. And, and, and I remember even Dan Owen, Dave Crone saying, Keith, you just have an unusual grace with business people. Like we don't even have that kind of grace you do. There's something there, a favor you need to pursue. And I know God always wanted, uh, had something for me in the business arena. I just, I, I just needed to learn how to apprehend it correctly. At first I, had favor with business guys and I'd prophesy over them, I'd connect with them, I'd become their friend. And 
they would give finances to me. And that that was the way that it related. I tried to do the best I could to keep my my heart free of of needing their money and, and, and not like subtly throwing hints out and trying to pull on anything. And I think I did a good job at that. But there was always like when your life is built on donations and travel and offering, like the pressure gets there and you get around people that have money and it's it's really hard to just not let it be about money in your mind and just like enjoy that person. It's like, would I be hanging around this person if it wasn't for money? Like, would I be, would I enjoy them if I didn't need their money? And this, this provoked me in this, in this season to find a different way. It's like, I needed a way that my family life could be blessed. My purpose could be blessed. My finances could be blessed, but also that I couldn't, wouldn't have any strings attached in ministry. I could do whatever. And I love hearing some different, I, I remember hearing a, a, a television minister that, that, that ministered to a lot of professional athletes and he would come in and speak at some of their events and he would say, hey, by the way, I just want you to know that I don't need anything from you guys. I probably have more money than most of you anyways, and I don't need your money, so I'm not here for your money. And this is what the Lord has to say to you. And I just thought that was such a clean approach. It's like, not all of us have got to be millionaires or at that level of finance, but maybe some of us are going to be that. Like God actually began to take me on this journey of, Keith, you need to break a poverty spirit. But okay, then, yeah, now you've got a broken, you need to actually step into a spirit of entrepreneurship. And there's a whole difference. And so he started talking to me about entrepreneur profits. And Joseph was an entrepreneur profit. Joseph had an entrepreneur profit grace on him, he was a prophet and he was an entrepreneur. His entrepreneurship look, came through his gift of administration. So he was an amazing administrator and he could multiply whatever whatever he, he uh, brought into his hands. Whether he was Potiphar's house or his daddy working for his dad before he was thrown into the pit. I mean, like he was entrusted with, with the sheep and then he was entrusted with Potiphar's house, then the prison guards, then all of Egypt and whatever he did flourished. And not and he had a grace to increase what was given. Just like with uh, with Pharaoh, he, um, he amassed all of the, the, the food uh, so that when the famine came, the, the, they weren't lost. He amassed, he multiplied it. And an entrepreneur's spirit is a multiplying spirit. It's a spirit that can see vision, it can see ahead, it can see what must be, and it can multiply what it has now to prepare for what is ahead. Now, I, I was just I was just thinking, uh, just today I was talking to my entrepreneur friend, Pedro O'Dell, and we were talking about this subject, and I kept seeing the number 11. I've said a lot of 11s lately, 11, 11, 1, 1, 1, I'm in, and I was just thinking about a word Larry Randolph, who's a prophet, has shared years and years ago. I heard it years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago. And he gave this whole word on 11, on the on the number of 11, and how God had taken him on this journey of 11, 11, uh, like, you know, 11, seeing it everywhere. And finally, he's like, what is this Lord? And the Lord talked to him about the 11th son, Joseph. And that everybody wanted to be the 12th son, which was Benjamin, which Benjamin was like, he received the five portions and Benjamin was a picture of revival in this, uh, the fivefold ministry. But we, we needed the 11th son first, Joseph. Joseph had to come first before Benjamin. And Joseph was the entrepreneur. And there was something about the finances that God needed to bring in first. And, and that really caught my attention even back then. I still remember it. I remember it when I was in poverty. I remember it when I did not understand entrepreneurship at all. And I was just looking to be 
provided for and I was on a journey of learning to trust the Lord but back when I was passionate when I heard that word but that stuck in my spirit and the Lord's been speaking to me so much about it lately today I, I do so much training on it now because I have become the the uh, five-fold entrepreneur I become the prophet entrepreneur I have went through a journey where and now I have a, a way to train people up to actually they can create income around being a prophet now I know this is kind of a bit of a stretch this is a stretch for some people this is a stretch for the church that that, that will say you cannot be a prophet and have a make a profit P-R-O-F-I-T. You can't make a profit as a prophet. You have to totally trust Jesus and Elijah is their model. Like fed by the ravens, fed by the widow. And I'm like, you know what? I live that way. And let me tell you something. It's way overrated. Now there's a time for us to live that way where we learn to live in the place of the daily provision of God coming down from heaven and providing for us. I have those testimonies. I have years of those testimonies. That was the high bar for me growing up. The high bar was living under the donations and gifts of others and what would come in. And yes, God provided it through some amazing people in that season. But you know what, guys? The desert way of provision was not meant to be the destination for Israel. It was not supposed to be the eternal way that they got provided for. Daily bread flying down from heaven, you know, quail coming down and them getting fed by all that. No, they were supposed to enter into the promised land. As soon as they entered into the promised land, the money uh, did not flow from heaven anymore. The manna didn't flow from heaven anymore, in a sense. It's like they had to produce from their hands. After that, they had to take the land. They had to battle. They had to war. Like only what came from their hands is what they partook of. Like God says, I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you houses and property. I'm giving you all this sort of stuff, but you're gonna have to go get it. Like this is entrepreneurship right here, guys. When I started stepping into entrepreneurship and catching this understanding and revelation, literally the manna dried up. Literally the donors stopped giving. It just happened. I, I wasn't, it, it was almost like the Lord was showing me the same principle. Like, and, and at first I was a little bit downcast. I'm like, whoa, man, where's, where'd my, where'd my donors go? And it's like, what's happening here? I'm not getting a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. And you know, those were always great testimonies. We, I mean, we always like, yay, God, you're awesome. But you know what? In reality, though, that was a tough season because people were like, praise the Lord, brother, you're living by faith. I'm like, you know what? There was a lot of worry between the 5,000 and the next 5,000 or the 1,000 to the next 1,000. And sometimes the bills piled up. Sometimes I had creditors even. Sometimes, I mean, I just, it was so much. I had to travel all the time to get the bills met. I'd take any meeting because it was like I was taking anything to get the bills met. It's like, you know, and, and God was teaching me good stuff then. But I'm like, this is not the high bar, guys. This is, And I remember one of my prophet mentors, Chris Valentin, saying, Keith, you got all these, um, these testimonies and everything. And you know what, Keith? This is actually a poverty level faith. This is not the high bar. This is the low bar. And he said it in a gracious way, but I remember thinking, yeah, I, uh, that sounds so foreign to me, but now I agree. That, that was not a season filled with, with this, I'm a man of faith. No, God did provide for me. And, I, and you know, by his grace, we, we, we had those miracles and he took care of us during that season. And he was teaching me. He was teaching me to trust him, that he was my provider. That's what the desert's about, guys. When you're in the desert season, he's teaching you that he's a good father, he's a provider, he's a protector, and he, and he wants to, to uh, help you understand your identity. That's what the desert is about. And Paul even went through that season. He's, Paul says, I've learned the secret of being content in little and in much. When I have little 
it's enough. When you have little, it's enough, guys. When you have little, you learn to be thankful because the at the giving of uh, at the giving of thanks for even Jesus, the five loaves were multiplied. So when you're in the season of little, God, like God's training your thanks muscles, and He's wanting you to be thankful for everything. And sometimes He's got to turn your thanks into this radical praise and this joy and this celebration. And I saw miracles come during that time where God would provide and He would bring money that we that this, there was no way it could have came except it was by God, and that was great. But I remember the Lord told me this a few years ago. He said, Keith, because you've been faithful in the season of little, now I'm going to promote you into the season of much. Guys, how many of us would even in the church world, we always just, we, we, you know, we get afraid of money and we think, oh man, you know, they sold out. They're all about money. They're this and that. Well, money is an important part of, the, of being entrusted with the kingdom. Like if you like, there's a passage in scripture that that is really that the Lord helped me, you know, help catch my attention with, and it's in Luke, and it says this, and there's some there's some great passages, but this is the one, the in Luke chapter 19 where, you know, where this, the the king comes and he gives someone ten, and and then someone five and someone one, minus a minor, I don't know how much that was worth, but. The, the first one came and said, sir, your money has earned 10 more. So he gave him 10 and he wanted him to make it 20. He wanted him to multiply it or do something with it. And he says, well done, my good servant, because you've been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of 10 cities. I mean, that's awesome. That right there is like, boom, it's over. This is why entrepreneurship is important. That's what Joseph understood. He understood how to steward the minas and double them. And because of that, he was given cities. He was given nations. He was given, and, and, and this, is, this, is, this is what God taught me. He's like, Keith, you got to learn to multiply, not just take, not just receive, not just, like, because what I would do is I would take the 5,000, the 1,000, the 10,000, whatever came my way, and I would just spend it to pay the bills. I never was investing. I never was going over the top. I never was growing anything. I was in survival mode. That was not entrepreneurship. And here, like, guys, the church is like, we, we need, you know, you know, the church has this whole thing of, of you know, we're supposed to take the mountains of influence and, and we're supposed to have a harvest of a billion souls. And I'm like, you know what? God may be waiting on us to catch the principle of Luke 19. You got to learn to multiply. You got to catch an entrepreneur spirit. And if you can't, then I'll give you those cities. I'll give you the mountains. I'll give you the harvest. But until you understand there's something in the key of multiplication that prepares you to steward cities. And literally, when I made my first multiplication uh, online uh, amount of money, like where I, I, where, where I made a multiple, multiple uh, uh, amount more than I invested in, I invested some in, I paid for some ads, I did some stuff, and then God just multiplied it over the top. That month, uh, the Lord gave me a client that was stewarding nations, that had impact in nations, trying to bring the gospel to nations, trying to figure out, uh, you know, needed prophetic insights on how to, how to, to you know, increase his company, but also bring people into the kingdom of God and the nations he was in. And the Lord talked to me, he said, Keith, because you learned entrepreneurship, Luke 19, now I can start entrusting you with cities and nations. And that is why I, I just have tiptoed into this barely today. This is uh, something that I'm passionate for. Guys, this is why it's so important for us to embrace an entrepreneur spirit, even if you don't feel like you're an entrepreneur. I mean, I was, I'm a third generation pastor. I would have never said I was an entrepreneur. But God was like, Keith, why don't you 
go on this journey because there's something important for you. I mean, there's something important, you know, for me in this, guys, that, that as I've walked through this journey, it's like I can get around entrepreneurs and I can actually have a conversation with them, not just as a prophet, but as an entrepreneur. And, and as a friend and someone that doesn't need their money, it makes me more powerful. It makes me more relaxed when I'm in those rooms. I'm not always wrestling with thoughts. I'm not always, you know, I'm not building my relationships on dollars and prophecy. I'm building them on impact. And it, it's, it's, it's a lot cleaner. It, it goes a lot farther. So guys, take the thoughts that I'm giving you today. And, and, and you know what, if you're, if you're a prophetic entrepreneur, or maybe you've thought about it, but you didn't think it was valid, guys, you can be a prophet and be an entrepreneur. You can, I mean, there's so much more to talk about in this regard, but I'm just going to leave it with that. Like, don't feel bad about the fact that you focus on money and on multiplication and on business. And like, guys, we, we just, we've had such a church mindset sometimes that uh, around money that we don't realize like money and in your ability to multiply it is what God looks for to give you cities. So I think we have to focus on it. It's it, We're not worshiping it, but we're focusing on learning to steward it well, because if God gave it to us, just like he gave us prophecy, just like he gave us family, like just like he gave us everything that we have, we want to steward it and we want to, we want to uh, develop it nurture it, do the best that we can with it. So I, if this is a blessing to you, let me know. I'd love to hear your comments. Just check out my All Things Prophetic Facebook group and send me a note saying, Keith, I really enjoyed this message on Prophet Entrepreneur. And just, I'd love to hear your encouragements. Guys, I love you. Bless you. May the spirit of prophetic fire be upon you today. And, and, and those of you, just catch this grace that feel called to catch this grace, this prophetic entrepreneur grace it's time to go to the next level let the profit entrepreneur movement start now in jesus name Woo! bless you guys